beautiful soul, pause for a moment. Feel the presence of God, universe, source, your angels, and spirit team wrapping you with love. God knows exactly who you are and has many purposes for you. How do you know which way to go in life? You listen to the positive, loving whispers coming from your heart. That's your intuition. And your intuition is the way your spirit team talks to you and guides you. It's a compass that has every answer you'll ever need. When you follow your heart, you're always on your path. So be confident. Love all of who you are because you're perfect. Follow your joy and let God show you how you can make this world better. To help you do that, here's today's episode. If you'd like to support this podcast, please tag at Angel Podcast and share this episode on your socials. Leave a five-star positive review. And if it calls to you, work with me at theangelmedium.com. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Intuitive Kids Podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis, and we're back again with Coach Jake Banwart. And he is here today to talk about more questions that we all have for him. Jake, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yay. Okay, so... I have a question for you because some kids who listen to this, they're younger and they don't have phones yet, but some kids are in middle school, high school, they do have these phones. And what happens is my husband's a middle school teacher, right? He comes home all the time. He talks about how tired kids are in class and he's been teaching for over 20 years now. So he's seen this change as more and more children have have gotten phones. And it's so incredibly important for kids and parents to help regulate phone use so that they're getting enough sleep because sleep helps repair the brain at night. It does so much for the body. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more about this and what and how you coach your players to really get the best night's sleep. Yeah. So it's you got to start with the mindset of what sleep is, because if you ask most middle school, high school athletes, a lot of them think that sleep is wasted time because you're not able to do anything. When the reality is, it's an investment of your time to be able to wake up and have the energy to do the things at the level that you want to do them the next day. So phones and social media and all of these things, like there's incredible things on there that kids can be looking at and utilizing, but there's also energy draining things that they can get stuck on for hours. So parents who monitor phone time, um, I think that's a great place to start. Have a cutoff of when at night you're you're going to shut down the internet for the house or take the phones or, or whatever that looks like um, in an individual household, because a lot of them will just go from TV to phone and now they're trying to go to sleep and they can't shut their brain down to do it because there's no transition period. And it's just like an athlete warming up. You don't show up to the field and immediately hop in and take batting practice. You're going to stretch. You're going to throw, you're going to do all of those things. And then at the end of practice, there's usually some type of reflection before you go home. So if you think about that from a, a day-to-day basis for anybody, the athlete or not, 
if you're not waking up and having your daily warm up, whatever that looks like for you, your daily writing, your gratitude to start your day properly, well, now you're taking on the day without a warm up. And if at the end of the day, there's no slow down reflection, let's talk about or think about what we went through to then be able to shut it all down. Well, then you're going from a hundred to zero real quick, and that's not going to work very well for anybody. So a lot of times, you know, people who talk about they they just can't sleep. Well, a lot it, it doesn't have anything to do with their inability to sw- to sleep most of the time. It's their inability to slow down prior to going to sleep. So having transition times that are built in and that are habitual is becomes a lot easier for kids. Um, we dealt with this with an eight year old and a six year old of just bedtimes of developing a true bedtime routine. What does that look like? What's the expectation? Because we're all creatures of habit. So the more habitual that we can make things, the more automated that we can make our thoughts. A lot of people think you automate your thoughts and like you're just a zombie. The reality is the more that you can automate your habits, the more active and conscious thought you can give to the things that you really care about, which is going to naturally increase your energy throughout the day. Yes. Okay. So what we've noticed, and I don't know if you noticed this at all with your middle schoolers, is a lot of middle schoolers and my daughter's in middle school as well. Um, so we hear her friends over and yep. they're all talking. They don't want to, but sometimes having the phone in their room at night, they're waking up, they're checking the time, and then they're not really able to fall back to sleep. You recommend the phone being out of the room? I think it's probably different per person and age. You're you're going to have a hard time telling high schoolers to, to leave their phone out of their bedroom. I get that. Um, but out of their room, I think is great. Or I know what, what some people have done is you can set up your Wi-Fi Um, to just shut down at certain times between certain hours. So that has been really helpful for a lot of people um, just because, yeah. So, you know, whether that's 10 PM to 8 a.m., however you want to do it to where maybe they wake up and they want to check their phone and they check the time, but they're not able to check the time and then say, well, let me pull up my Instagram real quick and see what's going on here. It's just a time check at that point. So that makes it a little bit easier for sure. And it's definitely going to be a fight with with the kids and how much they love their phones. So I would recommend like you always have to begin with the end in mind. So if you're going to have that conversation with your kid and your kid has goals or things that they're trying to accomplish, start with those to get them bought into what you're trying to do and then work backwards through that process of what it's going to take to get there. I love it. I love it. But sleep is so important. And so vital. what does it do for the body? Like as you're sleeping. Yeah. So, I mean, one, you need to replenish your energy and that's, that's the biggest thing. I mean, that's physical and mental. Um, There's a lot of days where maybe you don't do much physically, but you're just mentally exhausted from the stress and the strain that everything throughout the day puts on you. That can be tough conversations, things that pop up that are outside of your schedule. That happens to me a lot um, to where you got this great plan. And then throughout the day, you're like, wow, that did not go at all how I had thought it was going to go. Um, or you have things that you're looking forward to the next day. So all of those things, uh, I think when, when you look at it, the goal is to start your day in a way consistently that you're set up for success. And if you only have four hours of sleep, most people will then self-medicate with, you know, caffeine or what, whatever that looks like for them. And I got caffeine uh, for sure, but there's a limit to what that is and what that looks like on a day-to-day basis. And I think, especially at that middle school, high school age, they're just like, "Well, I'm tired, so I'm gonna drink more caffeine and do this." And I'm, I'm gonna, you know, they, their whole routine is off. So by overcompensating over time, 
they put themselves in a position to never be at full strength of awareness. And a lot of them think, well, I only slept four hours last night, so I'm going to go to bed early. I'm going to get 12 tonight. Well, psychologically speaking, like you can't make up lost sleep. We we try to because we feel tired, but there's no making up for that. So realistically and scientifically, it's funny. There's a difference between how much sleep a, a male needs and a female needs um, mm-hmm. to be functioning at full strength. And, and my wife does competitive bodybuilding. And this is always our struggle because she, we, we work nights because we, we run our facility. So I give infield instruction and she's doing our weight training and we get home. And that's like the only time that I get to hang out with her some nights. Well, I don't have to get up until about eight or nine. So I don't mind if I'm up until, you know, 12 or one, I can still get six to seven hours of sleep. And most males need six, but women need eight. So she's got to go earlier. Yeah, right. More is always great. So she's fighting it because she's like, I want to hang out with you but I also need my sleep. And to some extent, like we as parents, as spouses, as you know, whatever that looks like, we need to be okay with somebody valuing that sleep and not make them feel bad for wanting to go to bed because that happens a lot at the middle school, high school age. Oh, you go to bed at this time. Well, I stay up till two. And it's like, there, there's this idea of being cool attached with lack of sleep that really doesn't exist at all, but they make it a big deal. So then they start to to place their value in things that aren't actually fulfilling to them. Yeah. And I read that the reason that women need more sleep than men is because they can't replenish their hormones during the day and men can. So I thought that that was really fascinating. Women have to sleep more. I've talked to some women about this recently where they need nine, 10 hours of sleep. That's not uncommon. But then also, children when their bodies are growing you kind of mentioned maybe like men need about six hours of sleep that's a lot for adult men but boys grow later too they're kind of uh growing maybe even more than girls because i stopped maybe in seventh or eighth grade growing but boys will grow through college sometimes So as they're growing, that the hours of sleep that they need, their body needs, could be much more. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think with the kids, they they want to fight bedtime. And it's just this natural thing that they do. But once you get that habit in place, yeah. they crave that. And, and you're going to see more success throughout bedtimes and what that looks like. And quite honestly, even if it's not for the kids, it's going to save you energy as a parent of not getting angry and upset and ruining your bedtime routine by trying to get them down. So it's, it's hard at first, but one of my favorite things is the idea of choose your hard. Like life is going, there's going to be hard things either way. So you can either, you know, let them stay up late and then they're tired in the morning. That's really hard because they're groggy and they're anxious and they're kind of rude in the mornings, or you choose your heart at night and then you set yourself up for the, the really good day the next day. So regardless of what you do, something is going to be hard. It's just a matter of what hard is more worthwhile to you in the long run. Yeah. So you have these incredible mental training tips. You train kids mentally on how to be their best. And I want people to understand this because there are big coaches within this world that when you own your own business or you become an adult, you like to have coaches too, because those coaches help you reach your goals. And Tony Robbins is a huge coach out there. If you want to work with him one-on-one, it's a million dollars a year for one meeting once a month for an hour. It's, It's insane. The amount of 
entrepreneurs and successful people that I have talked to in my lifetime who have a coach is like 99%. If you are successful in this life, you have someone coaching you to get to that point. So I'm wondering if you could maybe talk about your top three, like tools for kids toolkit on what are three things that all kids need? in their toolkit to be successful yes so number one like you just mentioned is some type of of coach and that doesn't even need to be an athletic coach um and in today's day and age it doesn't necessarily need to be somebody that you're talking to on the phone every single day i mean there's a million great resources on social media that you can connect with somebody um that is similar to you know the things that that you're trying to grow in and, and just take in that content and really learn from it. That's a great starting point. Um, taking that to the next step of, you know, really talking to that coach, being able to open up and be vulnerable. I think, you know, there's this idea that toughness is is defined by our ability to act like things aren't hard and it doesn't exist. Um, and that's the absolute opposite of it. And, and young boys struggle with this because they don't want to be emotional. That That shows that they're weak. But the reality is, in order to control our emotions, we have to understand them. And in order to understand them, we have to talk about them. So finding somebody that you can truly invest in, open up with, that's step number one, for sure. Um, Step number two, I think, is finding books. And and they don't have to be long. My goal every day, as simple as it is, is I'm going to read one chapter a day. And if I read more, that's great. But the goal is one chapter a day because it's it's simple. It only takes five to 10 minutes. It's a habit that we can stick to. Um, and you can read something that you're you're interested in about a sport. You can read uh, mindset and peak performance books. There's a ton of resources out there for that, um, for sure. And then number three, in my mind, is just some type of physical writing or reflection. So we're partnered with a great company on the baseball side. They're called Always Grind, and they make player notebooks. And it's great for reflection. It's just reflection over, you know, not if you got two hits that day, but how did you feel at the plate? How were you seeing the ball? What was your morning like? What was your energy? Just things that they don't often think about. Um, but the motto of the company, and I love it so much, is words fly, written remains. And in today's day and age with social media and the ability to just type on a computer or a phone, what players don't understand or kids don't understand is your brain does not comprehend or save that information as much if you're typing it versus if you're putting pen to paper and physically writing it down. So the process of actually writing something down will stick in your brain better. And what it does is because you see yourself write it and you remember writing it, your level of personal accountability increases because you're holding yourself to it. It's like sharing it with somebody else at that point. So those would be the three biggest things. Find somebody that you can talk to, that you can invest into. Find some type of books or or reading structure strategy, and then some type of daily writing or reflection that will allow you to transfer that information quicker. I think that that's so fascinating because as I look at my journey and the journeys of others that I followed along the way who've had great success in their life, that very first one that you said when you're able to go within yourself and be like okay i'm struggling why am i struggling okay this is coming up for me and you tell somebody about that um could be a counselor maybe somebody has a painting coach or an art coach when you're able to tell somebody even your your parents too are great people to talk about this with tell them everything they can help you understand it they can help you figure it out and move through it and 
this journey of life is just us moving through one life lesson after another on our way to our goals. And so if you're really pushing stuff down and stuffing down your feelings and your emotions, and you're not looking at like, hey, what am I going through right now? Like, what do I need help on? How can I tell somebody about this and get some extra support? You're really just extending that lesson. So you're not moving through it faster. What successful people that I've seen, what they do is they move through life lessons quicker by being vulnerable, by speaking about them. And then it's like, okay, nope, I moved through that lesson really quick moving fast in my life. I'm running forward. I'm, I'm on to the next lesson. And so we can't choose to bypass all lessons and just not have lessons in our lives. Like to your point before, we're going to choose our pain, you know, and yep. But if we talk about it, we're going to move through it quicker. And it can be stuff too when it comes to sports. Hey, I don't know how to do this. You know, yeah. even on the, the other podcast, Angels and Awakening, some weeks last year, we got 65,000 downloads in a week. And I always, if I'm in an interview and somebody uses a word that I don't understand, I stop them and I'm like, hey, what does that mean? Or what do you mean by that? Because unless I know fully what the person's saying, I can't be the best host of the podcast that I can yeah. be. I love these, Jake. These are so awesome. And I love that you said writing things down sticks in yes. your brain. It just does. It does. It does. Yeah. And and to your point of what you just said, I think when you look at it like running from a storm or running into the storm, a lot of people understand it a little better. Yeah. And if you're going through something and you try to run away from it, you end up running with it, right? If you're, if you're running away from a storm, you end up going the same direction and you just get stuck in it longer. Yeah. So in order to get through life lessons quicker, you have to face them head on. But facing them head on does not mean you have to face them alone either. And everybody wants the assistance from others, but they don't want to share what the problem is. Yeah. And we can't have assistance unless we're willing to open up and do that. And and I think, you know, for the coaches out there listening, a big issue is coaches will ask their players to do all of this. But we struggle as adults to model this behavior because we think like, man, this makes me feel weak. I'm going to lose credibility with the players. The reality is the exact opposite happens. When they see that you are the same as them, that you struggle with things, that you go through things, it allows them to feel that safety and security to also open up and share those things as well. So yeah. coaches, like the more transparent that you can be with your players, the easier it will be for your players to reciprocate that right back to you. Yeah. The other thing that's very, very fascinating, and this is something that they've studied scientifically, is that if you look at um, highly successful individuals as adults, and this starts as a habit in childhood, highly successful adults read constantly. Yeah. Yeah. They do. They are reading some of them one book a week, some of them one book a month. Yeah. Um, the more that you read, they are saying the the higher success that you will have to the point where I know a lot of entrepreneurs right now who um, and we're doing this with our daughter. Your allowance is based on your reading. What you get to do is based on your reading. So if you didn't get your reading done for the day, you don't get to do that extra special thing. You don't get okay. to go play until you've done your your 20 minutes of reading for the day. And you yeah. said 10. I like starting with 10 too. I think that that's yeah. easier, like manageable, um, and you can build up to 20. 
but very, very fascinating. I want to talk to you about one more piece because you have this TikTok video and everybody should be following you over on TikTok. <laughs> um, but this TikTok video compares money to the mm -hmm. amount of minutes in the day and yeah. how you should use your time wisely. Would you explain this to all the kids out there? Yeah. So it's, it's a very easy thing for most people to understand because we can conceptualize the idea of how much money something is in, in today's world. So, you know, if, if you woke up and you had $86,400, 86,000, $86,400, that's, that's, that's a, a lot, lot of, money. of money. That's a lot of money. And the only rule was that at the end of the day, it just disappeared. It was gone forever. You couldn't get it back. But the next day you had a new $86,400. And if you ask students the question of like, what would you do with it? Everybody has all of these things that they're going to purchase, right? And it's, man, I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to buy a car. I'm going to do this. And then you get into people who really think about it and they're like, you know what? I'm not going to be able to spend all that. I'm going to donate some of that. I'm going to give back. I'm going to, and I love hearing those things from people. Well, the reality is every morning you have 86,400 seconds in your day. That's 24 hours. And at the end of the day, you can't get it back. It's gone forever. Whatever you've used, you've used, but whatever you've wasted is totally gone. So the question then becomes, just like you would with your money, how are you going to utilize that 86,400 seconds? And the feedback from the TikTok was so funny because it's all over the map from people having these great ideas of what they would do with it. Others saying, well, that number's wrong because I have to sleep. Well, that comes back to what we were talking about. Sleep is an investment. You are using that time wisely so that you can best use your other time. And a lot of people were like, well, I would buy this one big thing. And realistically, I think a lot of people get stuck there where it's like, man, I have this one big goal in my life, but what happens when I accomplish that? What's next? Because a lot of people struggle with, they reach that point and then they don't know what happens next in their life. So having a goal of setting new goals, I think is one of the best things that anybody can do because you know, like this is what I'm striving for right now. But when I get there, that's not the end. There's always going to be more. And realistically for somebody to answer the question of what am I going to do with my money? And then what am I going to do with my time? If the two answers don't align, then there's something wrong that they need to straighten out in their own thought process in their own life. If someone's saying, man, I would donate to these animal shelters. Well, are you donating your time that you have to go and volunteer at an animal shelter? Because you can still do it. But we like to think that money is this, this big resource. The reality is it's time. Like that's the one thing we can't get back. If you make a bad investment with your money, you can get it back. At some point, you can work through it. But a bad investment with your time means that that time is gone forever. So I think it's a great way for, for players, students, kids to conceptualize what time really means rather than sitting there and scrolling on those apps for five hours and then suddenly the day's over and we got nothing accomplished. So it's an easy way for them to start to, to gain some understanding. And, and I would tell them the biggest portion of that 86,400 seconds is 14 minutes and 24 seconds. Because that literally is 1% of your day. And you hear a lot of coaches talk about, well, we just got to get 1% better. Let's let's get 1% better today. But where coaches struggle is we often give the what without giving the how. And mm -hmm. then players are left with, I really like that. And then there's no change because there's no action step. So giving that action step, I think, is vital for, for people that are middle school and high school age. Otherwise, they just get stuck with the thought. 
So owning, adding 14 minutes, 24 seconds to your day that are going to make you better in some way. Maybe that's, you know, you set a timer and that's your reading time. Okay. Maybe that's you wake up and that's your writing time, whatever it is. Owning 1% of your day that you know I'm going to get better in this 1% just helps you build that confidence. And like we talked about before, that puts you in a position to then add to that and start to compound that interest of how much better you're getting and the habits that you're creating. But you have to start somewhere and 1% is an incredible place to start. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, huge. And you know what? Is that what Michael Jordan did back in the day? I know this is a big sports example, but he didn't make his high school team. He tried out freshman year, didn't make it. And then he practiced and practiced and practiced and made it his sophomore year, ended up going on to become one of the best athletes ever. That 1% compounds, right? When you keep doing it year after year, you just keep getting exponentially better and better. Yep. And it's just a series of choices. That that's all it is. And and you got to start with that first choice, which is that 1%. And you know, I'm I'm a big Kobe guy. I grew up in Chicago. I love Michael Jordan. He is the GOAT. I don't care if LeBron just broke the scoring record. It does not matter. <laughs> MJ's the GOAT, always will be. But I'm a big Kobe guy too. And one of the things that Kobe talked about was just breaking down choices or or these big goals into individual choices. So he would talk about, man, he'd get up at at 4 a.m to go and work out. Well, the reason was he could go and he could come back, he could take a nap. And he was able by starting earlier to get more work done throughout the day. Whereas other people would get up and he would be already done with his first workout. So it's just a simple choice of which matters more. Like, what are you willing to do? And, you know, my wife and I say all the time, like, you just got to kiss the frog. And, And if you start your day do versus dread, like literally do the thing first that you don't want to do in that day, because the amount of time that we waste as human beings dreading having to do something throughout the day isn't worth the mental capacity that's going to take. Just get up and do it. And then you're saving yourself the mental capacity the rest of the day. And you're going to be more clear-minded and more present in what you're doing, which is going to allow you to compound that interest even more of what those choices are. Amazing. Amazing. So be present in be your present. Be present yes. so that you can make those choices from a, a presence like like you're with it, you know, the choices that you're making and it's not just happening on autopilot. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, we call them power phrases, but one that I use a lot with our players is just be where your feet are. The idea of your mind and body both being present in the same place. And I think I learned it because I was trying to run two businesses and teach and do all of these things. And I struggled for about a year of going home. And like my brain was not present at home because I was just drained from everything else. So learning to, for for even as adults, like learning to put your phone away, learning to put, leave the problems from work at work and you get home, just be present with your family. Like enjoy that. You need it, but they need you just as much as you need that too. So allow yourself to be present mind and body in the same spot. And then everybody that you encounter is going to get the best of you, which is one of my favorite words. Here's a word. I don't know if you've heard this one, so you might have to look it up. It's great. It's one of my favorite words. It's a Greek word and it's just Meraki. And Meraki means leaving a piece of your soul in everything that you do. And mm-hmm. I think that is one of the most powerful things that you can do, right? Like even if you meet somebody and you you only know them for a 10-minute span, they should leave having a feel for who you are as a person because of the way that your encounter went. So in everything that you do, in every place that you go, like having that thought of leaving your soul there, leaving something behind, I think allows you to truly lean into that presence of, of being there mentally and physically. 
Incredible. I love that. I think that's the perfect way to end this episode. Jake, you're amazing. Everybody should be following you over on TikTok. Share your Instagram handle, your website, everywhere that people can find you. Yes. So Instagram and TikTok is Coach Banwart20, which is B-A-N-W-A-R-T. And then if you're interested in the mindset training or baseball and softball training, you can head over to www.inbamfam, so B-A-M-F-A-M.com. My email is directly on that website uh, as well. So you can reach out to me directly on that or DM me on either one of the social media platforms. Awesome. And if people are in Indianapolis and they want to come check out the facilities that you have, where are you guys exactly in Indianapolis? Yeah. So we are right off of I-465 on the south side of Indianapolis. Um, So it is really, if you're in Indy, it's 20 minutes from anywhere. So not a far drive at all. Um, We do baseball and softball instruction here, as well as mindset training, and then run our travel programs, which are um, boys and girls ages eight to 18 you directly out of our facility as well. That's incredible. Thank you, Jake, for all of the just positivity and change that you are creating within this world. You're an inspiration to everybody. And it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Well, thank you for having me. It has been a pleasure. I appreciate it. Awesome. Bye, everybody. Want more episodes? Check out our parent podcast, Angels and Awakening. Beautiful souls, if you're super excited to develop your own intuition, go to theangelmedium.com and become an angel member today. Angel membership is for the whole family. Parents get access to hundreds of hours of past course content, new intuitive development circles, events, small groups, and more. And now kids get access to spiritual workshops, pre-recorded energy healings, and live events just for them. Start today at theangelmedium.com. And if you're the family who's really excited, you're ready to go all in developing all of your unique spiritual gifts, kids ages 14 and up can now enroll in my angel Reiki school with a parent. That's for the healers among us who feel called to grow their intuition to the max and serve humanity with their gifts. You'll learn Reiki energy healing, mediumship, how to deliver angel messages, and how to start your own family business. That's the Angel Reiki School at theangelmedium.com. Details are in the show notes. Now, do you want to do an exercise with me? Imagine God is pouring unconditional love through the top of your head. This unconditional love fills your body with yummy, shimmering energy from head to toe. So much so that God's love begins to radiate out from your entire body, from your heart, like rays of energy radiating out from the sun. Imagine God's infinite, unconditional love flows from your heart to everyone you love, to everyone in your school, to everyone listening to this podcast, and back to you. Your angels remind you they're always looking out for you, guiding you, directing you, protecting you. Talk to God and your angels all day long and listen to your heart for the positive, loving messages they have just for you.